Hello out there, Bibliophiles. This is Andrew Salvati, Adjunct Professor of Media and Communications here at Drew University. And I'm here in the archives with Candace Riley, Manager of Special Collections. How you doing, Candace? I'm doing great. How are you, Andrew? Good, good. Doing well. Surviving yeah. through the semester. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's a, it's a struggle, but we're getting there. Everything is good. So what do you have for us today? Well, today I thought we'd talk about our comic book collection. So it's a fairly new collection in comparison to some of our others. I think we have about now 6,000 comic books, something oh, wow. like that. Um, they have been donated by three different collectors. So it's a, it's a really large collection that we have upstairs um, that our students actually did an inventory for a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Cool. Um, but I wanted to talk about Batman today. All right. Um, also inspired by the new Batman movie will, that will be coming out. Sure. But I thought people may be getting a little bit more into Batman again, so we should talk about what we have in the archives. Nice promotional tie-in, and I know there are several podcasts that have been announced or are in the works. Yeah, so a um, little bit of history about Batman and comic books. We unfortunately do not have any of the older or mm -hmm. original comic books, um, such as from like 1939. It would right. be a gem to have one of the first issues of Batman. Um, the creators were Bob Kane and Bill Finger, and they started off doing um, Batman Appeared in Detective Comics, number 27, and then he became his own self-titled series later on um, with his own cover date of spring 1940. The issues I have out on the table today are from the William Rogers comic book collection, and they're mostly from the 70s and onward. Mm -hmm. So Batman has already been around for quite some time when we have these comic books. Um, but you can see they're featuring some of the really famous characters in the Batman sure. universe. Superman um, being another one, right? Batman was a fantastic you know, martial artist, crime fighter, playboy, billionaire by day, but then <laughs> <laughs> um, superhero by night. And he was one of the founders of the Justice League. So we see him here with his um, his colleagues, his yeah. colleagues, yeah, um, Superman, Supergirl. Um, we even have the uh, Commissioner Gordon here as well. So we really have a big cast of characters within our collection for Batman. I would say we have about forty to fifty issues of Batman or Batman-related comics okay. upstairs. So a, a good amount. Yeah. And he is, I think, a really fascinating character in the comic book universe. So that's why yeah. I want to talk about him a little bit today. So the ones that we have upstairs all generally from the 70s and, and, and onwards. Yeah. We do have some from the 2000s as okay. well. I mean, be because he's such a prolific figure in comic book history, it just keeps going on and on. And even right. to this day, we get Batman yeah. comics. Um, we are not actively purchasing ourselves this collection runs by donations so if people then want to add newer issues of batman i'm always happy to accept even older ones as well we're happy to have duplicates especially because these were all read and enjoyed mm -hmm. which is the purpose of a comic book but the issue is then sometimes they're not in the best condition right yeah so having a duplicate to me is a completely <laughs> fine thing for this collection yeah, I mean, let's talk about that in terms of preservation, right? Because, like you, like you said, these are these are periodicals. They're meant to be read and enjoyed. In many cases, maybe you know, even tossed away. Although, I think a lot of comic book collectors do keep them for a while. But certainly, they are not the most expensive paper, right? No, they're not. And if we flip open them, I mean, remember these are in the seventies, so better condition than maybe ones in the early 40s or right, 50s, right. Um, but you have that nice kind of glossy cover on mm -hmm. the front, and then when you open it, you have a really thin paper, and yeah. these are um, in color, and 
it's definitely a wood-based paper and I don't know if you can smell them even with the masks mask. on, right? Um, but I was looking at them earlier and they do have that kind of musty smell to them because yeah. it's often like collected in basements or in attics. So you kind of then get maybe the not the best conditions that these comic books were possibly kept in. Um, and the paper not being the best quality, mm -hmm. you, you kind of have all these issues, which is why um, I'm happy to have further donations. But these are still in amazing condition for being yeah. basically ephemeral periodicals right. and what i really love looking at with the comic books and kind of i know our students do as well is first of all seeing how much they cost because <laughs> i right. think they are always uh sticker shocked with inflation mm -hmm. prices um i think one of them here is this one is from i think like 78 is 40 cents and oh, wow. i know our students are always just like how could this possibly <laughs> be only 40 cents That's those insane. days are gone um but then also there are some fantastic adverts within these sure. comic books. And I think that is really fun to see because it speaks to then who was actually viewing these right. um, and the audience. And I know we've talked about that before with some of our other periodicals in our collections. Um, I saw one, I'm forgetting which issue it was, that they were um, showing for glue sticks. Okay. <laughs> but it was glue sticks, but they were branded with the Justice League. <laughs> So you could get, get like a Batman or a Superman, Supergirl, Justice League glue stick. It was like the sticky thing to get. Yeah, like, <laughs> sticky thing to get. In in my mind, that was an advertisement that appeared maybe like an August issue, right? For back sure. to school. And then this is like the age where Batman is extremely popular. He's a well-developed superhero at this time. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a lot of Justice Leagues and Batman products within these comic books. Mm -hmm. It's not like what we could maybe suggest with the or 40s um, or the 39 detective comics. You're not seeing that yet because right. it's not that popular yet. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have some Legos in the back of it. So you have um, action figures. So you're obviously going towards more of a younger male audience. Sure. Um, but it's so fun to see kind of the history of toys that are kind of interwoven in these comic books, which I think is really fun. Oh, yeah. Are you a big fan of comic books, Andrew? Uh, I, I used to be. Uh, I used to be an X-Men fan. Oh, really? Um, okay. And then a couple of years ago, I tried to catch up. They were doing the whole Marvel Now thing. Yeah. It just got to be too much. There's, it's a <laughs> It's lot. so much reading. Yeah. It's, it, and these universes are so expansive. And then when you get into Marvel, such as like the multiverse, yeah. it's just... It's hard. It's you need it's to really hard, yeah. know your stuff it's, to be it's a super a, fan. Yeah, it's a part-time job. <laughs> I feel like sometimes, but I, I I constantly think you know maybe I should get back into collecting, um, not necessarily physical books, but you know the digital ones now, which mm -hmm. are. You know, they don't take that much shelf room sure. <laughs> up, so uh, it's a little bit easier to maintain a quote-unquote digital collection, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, I mean, are, are students surprised that the university has this collection of comic books? They are, and I when I tell students about the various collections, I like to start with... You know, we have manuscripts from the 11th and 12th century that are Greek lectionaries. We yeah. have early printed books from the, the 1500s and late 15th century. But we also have comic book collection that yeah. is from you know the 20th century and through the 21st. 20, yeah. And but then also Playboy. So I kind yeah. of like I try to spice in like the comic books and Playboy with the older stuff because they're expecting the old stuff. They're expecting right. the musty books or the things that are like I had no idea this was this old and in this building. But the comic mm -hmm. books to them, I think, is, is such an exciting collection because 
they a had no idea it was here, and b that they're just like I can sit and study comic books. Yep. And it was like yes, you can. And there's so much, so many exciting projects that you could really get into by looking at all these different superheroes. And there are also some superheroes or figures within the collection that maybe not so popular, such as Batman or Superman. Right. Um, but they're really fun to see. Uh, my favorite one is Too Much Coffee Man. <laughs> That's right. I, I did see that when we were here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, he's a surprising one. So it's, it's kind of fun to juxtapose like Too Much Coffee Man, who has the head of a coffee pot, with um, a really iconic superhero like right. Batman. Um, so they're both in the same kind of physical genre of a periodical, but a very different audience. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So I really, I hope students use it more. I feel like it's, it's still a very new collection. You have to kind of work it into classes and kind of talk to professors and get them interested as well. But there is so much exciting research to be done with these comic books. Yeah. You, you had quite a few of these laid out for my MCOM 101 class when, as I said, we came a couple of weeks ago and I had a number of students choose uh, images from, uh, not necessarily Batman, but from some of the comic book collection to do their textual analyses on, to mm-hmm. kind of decode the denotative uh, details and connotative meanings uh, within a, an image that they select. So uh, I can say certainly that my students uh, were surprised that there was this collection, and number two, that they could get so much out of it from an analytic perspective. Absolutely. And even for our students who like fashion history, there's so much to dissect within oh, yeah. the comic books that we have. Uh, I know just Wonder Woman alone, you could do an entire study sure. on the history of Wonder Woman's clothing. Yeah, there's certainly, I mean, looking at some of these cover images here, we certainly have some male gaze going on uh, Oh yes. some of these. Yeah, and especially then when you get into the iconic female villains, such as Catwoman or Poison Ivy. Yeah. You, you got that a lot. Yeah. And Harley Quinn is also very famous, but she's not introduced until I think the 90s. Yeah, and she's having a big moment right now with the movies and everything. She too, is. So. so it's kind of fun to see the development of these universes. And yeah. you can really do that with comic books, which is obviously its original form. So I, I hope people come by and, and check them out. Or not check them out. People look it up in the reading room. Right. Um, but they are a really wonderful collection, and we are happy to pull them for you. Thanks so much, Candice. I, sure. I, too, hope that uh, some more students and, and staff and faculty come and take a look at these. Yeah, I hope so, too. That's our show. To take a look at some of the materials we've discussed on this and other episodes of Drew Archives in 10, head on over to the Special Collections and University Archives website at drew.edu forward slash library forward slash S-C-U-A. You can also check out images of some of the materials at the Drew University Participatory Archives at dupaarchive.org. That's D-U-P-A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot org. There's a lot of great stuff there, and the collection is growing every week, so I hope you check it out. That's it for now. And remember, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So if you like the show, give us a follow. If you love us, share us with a friend, or consider leaving us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think. So for myself, Dr. Andrew Salvati, and for Candice Riley, Manager of Special Collections, we'll see you next time on Drew Archives in 10.